Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Well, it is indeed good to be back with you. Um, I know it's February, but uh, it, I think it's it warrants saying a happy new year, even though <laughs> January is past it's now. It's still kind of new. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, we took a break, as is our custom over the last few years, to take January off just to kind of regather ourselves, think through what we want to do for the new season of Crosstalk. And we also hope everyone had a great holiday season. I know for my wife and I and our family, we did quite a bit of traveling. And then we got back in January. It's a good thing we took off. And then we had this whole like week-long round of sickness that went through us, which was pretty rough. So, But we're back. And we're excited about this new season and what God uh, has in store for us. And and uh, we'll hope you continue to join us each and every week. Um, for this year, or for this season, we're going to start off by, or kick off our season by talking about this concept and this idea of theology for doxology. Now, those are two words that just don't get used all the time. You know, theology may be more than doxology, or if we hear the word doxology, it's more to do with we're going to sing the doxology, and everybody knows what that right. is, right? And we sing it a cappella, and we always say amen afterwards. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of a more of traditional. Or some people might think of liturgy. If you look up in the di- dictionary, right. it, yeah. it, it really gives this idea of a liturgical form of praise to God. But it's so much more than that, and we're, and we're going to build that out over the next few weeks and define that more. But I do think kind of starting off with this new theme, we do need to set the tone. Why did we say theology for doxology? Well, quite simply, doxology is really the concept of words and, and, and really the concept of worship for God. So you could say the study of worship. You, you could say something yeah. along those lines. But then we say theology. We know that theology is the study of God. So we want our thoughts about God, what we believe about God and His Word, to dictate how we live a life of worship. And I'm already giving it away a little bit, but well, that's really where we're going. There's something to look forward to. We're, today's start is just that. It's a start. I mean, doxa is the Greek word for glory, and logos is the Greek word for words. So, so glorious words. A lot of words about <laughs> glory yeah. and that we hope will lead to a lot of life for the glory of God. Yeah, so... We define kind of why the theme. You know, we've talked about what is doxology, and again, we'll define that more and more. But if our theology should define our form of doxology, if you will, or our doxology, our worship, that's what we're talking about, really, where do we start? And you and I had this discussion for probably about a month now. We've been kicking this idea around. Right. And just thinking through, like, where do we start with this? And obviously, you want to define the terms, which we just did, to give you a little bit of idea. Again, we'll build that out more. But where do we even begin to even scratch away at this idea of a theology for doxology? Yeah, well, I think we address um, a question like, um, is God real? Yeah. Um, now, for so most of our- So, before you go on, you're, you're basically saying we start with God himself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, 
if we don't know what we're worshiping, if we don't know where we're going, then our, all of our talk is just that. It's just theoretical talk. But we want to we talk a little bit about um, the reality of God. Is God real? Now, I think a lot of our folks listen and say, you know, I can hear my brothers and sisters out there. Right. Well, of course God's real. Course I believe God's real. real. I don't have to have that discussion. It's, it's, a, it's a presumption or a presupposed idea, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes we need to question our presumptions. When I say that, I don't mean we question the reality of God so much as we question our presumptions. We presume things as so, so much so that we become presumptuous about what we do. It's very easy to be presumptuous about the whole issue of worship and the whole issue of God himself. We presume that what we've always believed is true or that we what we hold is right, our notions are right. We'll talk about Especially that a little bit more later. Especially if you grew later. up in it all your life. But, you know, that's changing. I had a discussion with actually someone who will be – I won't give it away because we're going to announce it – who will be our speaker this year at P4C. And we were having this discussion, right? And um, one of the things he talked about was that he interacts with a lot of college students. Okay, give you a little hint there of, of who he might be, but he interacts with a lot of co- college students. And he said, "Now we're getting to this point where we're post-Christian, right? So a lot yeah. of college students he's dealing with don't know who God is. Jesus, maybe a swear word, you know what I'm saying? Like that's about the extent right. of it. But this idea and concept of God." Maybe a bad uh, person kind of does something to you if you're bad, you know. I mean, there's very varying yeah, degrees, a cosmic but, or just nothing, yeah. you know. There's literally yeah. no concept. So when they become Christians, this idea of worship is is so foreign. But then I think we're dealing with the flip side of those who maybe most of the people listening is we're just used to it. Right. So we need to question in order to renew our mind in the well, whole you thing. You know the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah, absolutely. And it may not breed outward open contempt, but it can breed a sort of latent contempt, a lack – A laziness. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, a lack of honest-to-goodness um, reverence. And so there's you know, there's two aspects to this whole idea of is God real. Uh, I mean, if you ask that question about nonbelievers, then obviously there are nonbelievers who believe that God is real. Some kind of God yeah. is real. Yeah. But the whole, there's a debate – among those who are considered to be academics and thinkers about the reality of God. Uh, so his reality is much debated. It's much often rejected that there is no God. There is no reason to believe in God. Well, and I also think in our political fur that we see today, there, and we talked about this last year in our thinking series, but there's the difference between a Christian worldview and a, and a biblical worldview, or a Judeo-Christian worldview and a biblical worldview. So there's this idea that there's this God, and he kind of tells us what to do, and, and, he, and if we do the right things, our life will be good, and, and we'll, we'll know great prosperity. Yeah, yeah. But a, a, a biblical worldview is so much different, and I think this aspect of is God real is a portion of that. It really is the starting point. I believe some people believe, going back to what you said just before that, a lot of people believe in karma, right? They, they, really, they wouldn't. They might not even call it that, but they believe. You know, what goes around comes around. If you're good, you know. Uh, one of the old musicals I love. You know, it's a great movie. It's a delightful movie, and uh, Julie Andrews sings. I'm somewhere in my life, in I my childhood, some, I must yeah. have done something good. That's it's coming around, karma. Right. And so, so we need to, to be aware of how easily. 
concepts like that can take our thinking as far as unbelievers go. But Amy, as we as believers, I mean, the, the issue of the reality of God is important for me. It's important. It's important for you. It's important for our listeners who know Christ and are seeking to follow Him, not to assume things or presume things so much that we don't give them serious thought. We talked about thinking several weeks ago now last year. But we need several to get, months. So when you get to the reality of God, this question, is he real? Well, Some thought. It, and we're going to broaden that Yeah, as yeah, we but, move. But, but it also kind of goes back to our title. You know, we talked about theology for doxology, but we're, we're really asking this overall question, does it matter? Right. So the fact that God is real, does it even matter that he's real? The, I don't see this yeah. person that we talk about. Or this yeah. being that he doesn't I was talking seem at about. hand, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we'll talk about that some more in a moment. But. Yeah, but so, so, but I'm just saying, does it matter? That's that's why we have to ask this question, and and for us as believers who hold to the faith, yes. Well, if I'm not getting ahead of you, uh, um, that leads us to some common notions of God. Uh, are you talking about notions that are constru- misconstrued or just? Well, biblical or not? If they're common notions, they're probably mistaken. I notions. see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm seeing what you're <laughs> when saying. it comes okay. to God, yeah. uh, if they're common, uh, you know, I mean, real but not personal. There's a God out there somewhere. I mean, people might not. You know, it's the old clockmaker thing that right. God somewhere out there threw it all out there, and maybe a big bang happened. He, you know, but he, he, he's not interested in it personally. You know, maybe it was a toy he threw out there and played with. You know, there are different variations of that. Uh, even among Christians, I grew up, I can remember my dad, uh, someone using the term, the man upstairs. Yeah, which and is my, a movie dad, term off the time. My yeah. dad just bristled at that. He said, no, he's not the man upstairs. But, um, you know, that some grandfatherly type, eternal figure out there that's that's, a little bit wiser than I am. He, he's he's certainly yeah. smarter than me, but he's he's not he's sovereign. Not he's not all powerful. powerful. Yeah, yeah, not omniscient, yeah. omnipresent. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. If he were all powerful, he could make a rock. He couldn't pick it. Nope, that doesn't work. You know that kind of right. argument type thing. Uh, powerful, but not too powerful. I mean, yeah, that's well, what the Greeks I, did. I think what we like to do, and what we're talking about, is we make God in our own image. There you go. Yeah, I mean, when that, that's essentially, and and you know, that's an accusation from academics, from from uh, unbelievers, that they'll say what man has done is he's created God. God didn't right. create man; man created God. So you're saying from the beginning we've created this God, and somehow this God is is going to help us cope with life. It, it makes sense of life, and you know, then and therefore we can live it with some sense of purpose and meaning. Yeah, and I, as we – That's a Richard – That's a, if I'm not mistaken, that's a Richard Dawkins thing. Like, he's well, totally – Yeah, um, th- th- as we toss these things around, I think I think what we'll see here as we have the discussion next time and, and so forth, we'll see we, – we draw the, the, the bad side, the wrong side, to see – to contrast it with – the reason behind what we're talking about when we're talking about theology for doxology and what worship is all about. So it's interesting. I have a message coming up at our church. We've been filling a pulpit for a smaller church about 45 minutes an hour from us that doesn't have a pastor. And I'm preaching on Isaac and that whole Abimelech and the Philistines and yeah. that he, God multiplies. Yeah. And it's interesting throughout that entire thing, the providence of God and how even in the midst of Isaac's sin, other people's sin, 
you know, of yeah. their resentment toward Isaac and God's blessing to him, God is still faithful. And and I say that because I think often as Christians, you know, the world creates their image. But I think we as Christians, from just a practical standpoint, we develop common notions of God that are just not biblical. Right. That's not just it's not just unbelievers who do No, that. And, and 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 where I'm going with that is is we for instance with the situation you're looking at scripture with Isaac, we can often think that somehow because I sinned and then I repented, you know, I, I made right with God. Uh, he's just not going to bless me as much as he would have if I hadn't. Right. But we fail to realize that we are sinners, and right. he has yeah. forgiven us, and he will be faithful to the promise that he has made. And so, therefore, we don't understand God and then, therefore, apply it and live it and, and okay, worship. Well, and that that goes back to the reality issue for for believers, the you know sometimes it's, we just ought to ask ourselves: Do I really? Do you really believe in God? Mm. Does your life reflect that? Indicate that you believe in God? I've I've shared this quote uh, from my college days. There was a church that I knew about, and they had a a motto in their church, and the motto was: We practice daily what we believe. All the rest is just religious talk. I think that phrase ought to catch our attention with regards to our belief in God and about God. So we'll, we may bring that back up again as we go on. Another another common notion is that there's a God, but everybody everyone's got his or her own idea. And you're you know it's kind of like the old book from the seventies. I'm okay. You're okay. I, I mean, you so believe what Oprah, you believe. I believe what I believe. You know. Oprah made that really pro- popular. She yeah. she really yeah. kind of this idea that we're all really believe the same thing. We're just yeah. Done a, what's your truth? Yeah, <laughs> we're on a little different path, but it'll converge in the end. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's convenient. Oh yeah, very convenient until eternity. But that's for right. another day. <laughs> right. You know, this this common notion. I guess kind of simplifying it, it's a problem both for the believer and non-believer. It is. I think the reality of God is something we should think upon, and we, we'll talk more about that. But for believers. We should think upon the objective reality of God. Okay, so if we're listening to this, or someone's listening to this, and they're going, okay, I see what you're saying, but you still haven't defined God, I I think we need to say to them, stick around. (laughs) Yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's where we're we're going. Yeah, we're we're, we're loading the train. We're going to move it along. This is the foothills to that mountain. But these common notions, misconceptions, if you will, right? are very prominent, I see, in the church all the time, especially when something hard happens to people, and you see how they respond. I'm reminded of, of Matthew, where it talks about the man who built his house on the sand, the man who built his house on a rock, but when the winds and the storm came, yeah. what was the one that stood? Well, the one on the rock. Yeah. Well, that the, the, the trials and the tribulations often reveal what we really think about God and what True. we're built upon. Uh, if you look at the study of Job, and you read Job, it seems like a lot to read through till you get to the end and the, the fun part. <laughs> You're right. But Job had to admit he had some misconceptions, of, you know, about God. In fact, he and just he's, man, I, he's kind of the archetype of of someone going through struggle. Yeah, not, but not just struggles, but what they taught him about his view of God. Right. And he he later uh, says, you know, that you know he. He looked everywhere for God to speak, and then there was, you know, 
he he didn't get it, and he did get it after that. He got some things that he never got before. And by the way, uh, that that gives purpose to trials and struggles. Okay, so we've talked about, you know, is he real? Well, we've asked the question. Maybe I should say that we've been asking these questions. You know, we talked about common misconceptions, notions that we have, both believers and non-believers. But at the end of the day, who is this person we're talking about? Well, I, I mean, th- <laughs> we, there needs to be some definition before we leave this. Who God is? Yeah. Well, it's when we talk about where he is. Okay, that, that, that's good. Uh, yeah. If, if there is an objective God, then where does he reside? Um, does he reside in heaven? Does he... Uh, um, can we just say, well, who knows where God is? I mean, I think if you're not attached to an objective truth like the Bible, then you might just say, well, who knows? Who cares? Um, and um, Solomon made the statement, Lord, we, you know, we built this temple for you, and your glory's filled it up here. The Shekinah glory filled it up and uh, in the Old Testament. But then he said, but who can build a temple that would hold you? Right. You know, I mean, the heavens of heavens cannot contain you. So God, God is much bigger than we think in terms of our concept of who He is and what He's like, and His location. While we think of Him as upward and heavenly, is much more to it than that. And I think that's something we want to come to here, and and that's going to help us to define God as we think about. Well, it's going to help us to find his location as we think about what God's like. Who is he? I feel like the psalmist really feels that way sometimes when he's writing. or Because what is man that you are mindful yeah, of him? Yeah, the son of man. Yeah. You made him a little bit lower than the angels, yeah. but you crowned him with – you know, it's, it's, it's these concepts of like, well, what, who are we in the right. midst of this God? Yeah. Uh, Isaiah says he sits upon the circle of the earth. Um, he, he also says, um, you know, um, man is like a drop in the bucket and his ideas, yeah. you know, these, all these things are nothing compared to God. So we're going to talk something about, and we ought to, we want to ask our listeners to think with us about the nature of God. When we talk about where is he, I mean, don't... You know, look over your shoulder. <laughs> He's right. closer than your shirt. Uh, right. You know, I mean, we think we think in terms of physical, but God is not physical. Well, and we're we are physical, right? But God is not physical. No, He is invisible. He is spirit. Well, uh, even in the Old Testament, God is not a man that He should basically scriptures think like us. Basically, right. So, so, so when He says He gets angry. Well, it's not like we get angry. And there's an uncontrolled anger. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he is not like man. You know, he is not a god. Right. That would, you know, whatever yep. it is. He, he, yep. So um these introductory ideas here are are basically stepping stones to some bigger questions and to some more specific questions as you and I talk about this over the next week or so in the next few weeks, we want to have genuine um, conversation and interaction and thoughts about the nature of God, which will lead us to something for us 
that we've talked about when we've engaged yeah. the program. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay, so theology for noxology, that's where we're going to be for the next few weeks or however long this takes us and sometimes we don't know we yeah, start we just we just did some baby go, steps okay we better better stop this right now baby steps of theology today <laughs> so um but we're really asking a question does it matter right now and that's going to be this episode and the next so stay tuned join us next week we're going to continue this discussion of does it matter and uh we'll look forward to talking with you next week yes thanks everyone so much for joining us today you can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.